You're listening to a Pawn Further Review presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. And man, we are very, very excited to have a special edition of Upon Further Review brought to you by our pals at Coors Light with the man himself, International Duffel, yes, sir. DJ Duffel, Bryce yes, Butler sir. in the house. What's going on, brother? What's good, man? Good to see you. Raider Nation, what's happening? We out here, Las Vegas, Nevada, getting ready to kick off the season with the first home opener. Excited, let's go. And off the top, before we start getting into the Cardinals game, which we're going to talk about in a sec, very exciting news for us at Silver and Black Productions because you are going to be hanging out with us throughout the entire season of yes, 2022. Sir. We're going to get you, get you out to Vegas a handful of times, yep. and we're going to have you in the mix. People are going to see you. They're going to hear you. They're going to get a lot of DJ Duffel in yes, 2022, yes. and I cannot wait. I can't wait either, man. It's going to be exciting. Um, obviously, when we spoke about this, I was super excited to come out here and just be a part of the nation again, wearing that black and silver. Not like I stopped wearing the black and silver, but wearing that black and silver, going to games, talking football, um, I'm excited, man. Let's get it. It's going to be a blast. So before we get into the football of it, we usually don't do the show here, right? We do the show in the studio at right. the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. But today, dude, we are in the RV here, the Coors Light RV at Allegiant Stadium. So for those of you who can't see us, we are right outside Allegiant. UNLV, the, the Rebs are getting ready to do their thing, taking yep. out North Texas in a few hours. But it feels good to be like in a game day environment again, yes, doesn't it? Yes, I mean, if you hear the music in the background, yes. there's uh, tailgating going on already. We're out here. I was walking through, sifting through a whole bunch of people as I was getting to the RV itself. Um, so yeah, we're here. I mean, we're not. It's not Sunday, but we're here. But this is a great warm up, getting yeah. ready for Sunday, 100. percent And obviously, we're wishing our neighbors, our uh, our tenants here, the the Rebs, the best of luck today when yeah. they go do their thing. Yeah. Bunch of friendly faces over there. So a victory would be a yeah. lovely way yes. to start a football weekend. Uh, but speaking of football, Bryce, so. Home opener in just a day, right? Arizona Cardinals coming to town. Ironically, you did the same trip as the Cardinals, coming from Phoenix out here to Vegas. Uh, but a team that's coming off of a loss last week, a tough loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. But when you look at the Cardinals, with Kyler Murray at, at quarterback, still a really talented group. Yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray, I mean, had a lot of crazy scrutiny going on this offseason with the contract and talking about does he study, does he not study. But, what, you know, let's not forget, like, Kyler Murray is a playmaker. Like, he's always going to make plays. Obviously, last week they kind of got beat pretty bad. Um, so, you know he's going to be chomping at the bit to come out here and prove himself um, against Vegas because now Kyler himself is probably going to be playing every week to prove those guys wrong because every every time they lose, they're going to be like, oh, did he not know? Was he not ready? Was he, was he not prepared? Um, so you know he's going to this week especially um, there was a lot more that he was thinking about getting ready for this game. And the Raiders in a similar position, not the exact same position, but coming off of a tough loss week one against a really, really good Chargers team. Yes. But all the same, 0-1-1 and in need of a win at home. Uh a tough, uh, a tough go of it week one, and I think Josh McDaniel said it perfectly. He goes, look, there's no moral victories in the NFL. You know that better right. than I do. But there were things that he saw that gave him uh, hope and positivity and things to build on yes. going through the marathon that is a regular season. And if you're a fan of this team, Bryce, I mean, I think one of the best things, one of the things that has to excite you the most is the play of Devontae Adams, right? Oh, yeah. We have waited for literally five or six months to see what the car Adams connection is going to look like on the field. Right. And it looked pretty good, dude. I'm looking at 10 receptions for 141 yards and a yeah. touchdown. From a wide receiver's perspective, how valuable was that time on task that Devontae and Derek had all these years thrown in the park, thrown yeah. in college, yeah. and then we see it come to fruition on a game yeah. day last week? I mean, it's almost like they didn't have a gap, right? They looked 
exactly the guy, like the two guys that I remember when I played against them at San Diego State against Fresno, oh. and they went crazy on us, right? So they looked exactly the same. Like you said, they spent a lot of time in the off seasons uh, working out together. I think they lived next to each other or in the same neighborhood or in the Bay Area, stuff like that. So um, those guys didn't skip a beat. Um, and then, I mean, as far as the overall passing game, like you see how it looks when you have a number one receiver. I mean, I don't – I wouldn't say that the Raiders have had a bona fide number one since really Amari Cooper left. Um, and so now you bring Devontae Adams in the fold, a guy that needs touches. Like you have to get him the ball. There's a lot of balls that got thrown to him. And that's just the way it's going to be. Um, and, I mean, I love it. I'm excited for it. Devontae looked great, you know, making guys look stupid, uh, running those really nice routes. So um, I'm excited to see him again tomorrow live and in action. And, you know, you talk about the, the fact that the Raiders haven't had a true number one. And I don't think that's any disrespect to anyone that's come through this, no. this doorway. There's just an, a lot of, not a lot of Devontae Adams out there doing their thing. No. I mean, you depending on who you talk to, Devontae is the number no, one Devontae receiver. Devontae is <laughs> the number one receiver. Like, the, there's, like – nobody else i'm not gonna say that's close because there's some players that are like right there like you got justin jefferson that's looking like you know if he goes for another 1500 yard season like people are going to be talking but Devonte adams is the cream of the crop receiver so if we really look at it that way Derek has really never had a Devonte adams-esque player in the pros because Devonte adams is no argument the best receiver in the pro in pro football right now. So we haven't had that. Period. What do you think, Devontae, You know, putting your wide receiver coach hat on for a sec. Yeah. Like, what is it about Devontae that makes him so good, so effective at what he does? Because you look at him. You know, he's not the fastest guy. He's not the most physical guy. Mm. He, you know, doesn't have like the crazy, unstoppable, no drop hands. Like, what is it about him that just makes him so good? Basketball. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, basketball. I mean, what I learned. Over my seven years playing in the pros, it was like every guy that had a legitimate basketball background, when I say that, I mean guys that thought at some point in their lives they were going to the NBA, they're like unguardable. Like they are like their hips, their feet, like their sudden change in movement, like off the line, even at the top of the routes. They know tempo and pace. Um Keenan Allen's a great example as well. Guys can't really hold him at the front at the line. You watch Devontae Adams run routes. So, for instance, that route that he ran against Asante Samuel Jr. last week when he ran that out route, made him go in a circle, and then he, you know, got him. And if you watch that route, he's not running full speed that whole route. He has a good pace, and when he needs to, he turns on the Jets a little bit, makes him feel like he's going inside a breaking in route. Asante jumps it, then he goes out. And that's the thing about Devontae Adams those hips, keeping square, keeping the shoulder square, not turning everything all the way, making you believe that he's going somewhere. It's basketball. I'm telling you, it's basketball. It's basketball. And I, tr- I look, I trust you a lot more it's than basketball. I trust me. I'm telling you. I trust you, man. And, and, you know, we've seen, it was so exciting to see Devontae do his thing. Obviously, we wish it came in a winning performance yeah. last week. But all the same, it's a long season. It's a marathon of a season. And give credit to the Chargers. That is a really, really good, really football, good football team. team. And the Raiders, Bryce, didn't play their best game. No. I mean, you look at, you look at Derek's line. And so rarely do we see Derek have a game like that. Yeah. Multiple interceptions. And to his credit, he kind of owned it post-game. He's like, look, man, I was just a little over-aggressive. And yeah, to me, yeah, from, yeah. My, from my position, it just seems like Derek, and I mean this in a good way, just got caught up in the, in the moment, the excitement, the adrenaline's pumping. Yeah. He's like, I tried to do a little too much. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited tomorrow to see him kind of fall back, and I mean in the best way, into who we know he is, right. a guy who's going to control the line of scrimmage, who's going to make sure everyone needs, and get the Raiders in a best, the best possible position. Right. Uh, for the Raiders to be effective 
especially in the red zone, Bryce, tomorrow, what needs to happen for this team? I always say the run game has to be on point. I, even in the red zone, if the run game is good, they can get whatever they want. If they can get like four or five yards of carry, three yards here, four yards there, especially when it gets tighter, that'll help for the outside to loosen up for fade balls. And, I mean, let's look. Last week, we just missed a couple shots too, right? Like, I know De- Derek threw like three picks, but like one of those picks, if the ball's like maybe a yard ahead, like that's another touchdown by Devontae. Um, so at the end of the day, I'm not concerned about their offense at all. I mean, the Cardinals defense and secondary is not that great. So I'm sure Derek is going to have a field day tomorrow. I think my key to victory is no turnovers and we need to get takeaways. I think that was the biggest thing last week. We had a lot of turnovers and we didn't take anything back. So my key to victory is that, um, we might get into that in a minute. Um, but I think offensively, They'll be fine tomorrow. I don't think there will be no issue tomorrow with that offense. You're good, bro. That's what we call a segue. That's what we call a segue. Because I was going to ask you, I mean, you go look at, at last week's game, and the Raiders were, I think it was one of three or four teams in the NFL that didn't have a takeaway week yeah. one. And I think you look at this defense in 2022, a very different defense than it was a year ago. Yes. Now it's Patrick Graham at the helm. But I think one thing that excites me is that you have the playmakers on that defense to go out and have takeaways, uh, not only one or two, but to have them come in bunches. You look at yes. Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, we're going to get to in just a second. But yeah. Nate Hobbs, uh, an, a young ascending cornerback who everyone in this building is really, really high on yeah, and is excited well. for what he can do. Yeah. But let's shift back to a guy that you know right. pretty well, Chandler Jones. Right? Chandler's oh, been the talk of the town this week, understandably. He's a guy playing against his old team for the first time in the yeah. Arizona Cardinals. Uh, how do you as a player – kind of balance that hey it's just another game it's game two on the schedule but this one might be one that means a little bit more to me you know i've had that opportunity a couple of times um you know going to dallas and playing against the raiders or you know going to arizona and playing against cal and playing against dallas i mean it's you want to try your hardest to make it another game like you don't want to ah i gotta do this because you don't want to make mistakes trying to just be too ramped up and too, you know, super overly elevated for the game. Um, But there is that extra sense of motivation. Like, you know, I was at this team. I did well for this team. And for whatever reason, I'm not on this team anymore. Whatever reason that may be. A lot of people take offense to whatever that reason is, and they want to come out and prove a point. Um, I think Chandler Jones is a guy – I mean, unquestionably one of the best pass rushers in the league since he's been in the league when he started in New England. He goes to Arizona, tears it up, gets hurt a couple of times, tears it up again, and then they, now he's in uh, Las Vegas. Um, I think he's just going to try to prove a point tomorrow. I mean, he's going to get Kyler Murray down. He's going to make sure Kyler Murray knows he's there because Kyler remembers how he was getting after him in practice. So he's going to be. It's going to be a lot of talking. You know, he's going to be chirping a lot to the players and some of the guys. But he's just going to have fun out there. I know Chandler very well, um, and I just know he loves to have fun on that field. And tomorrow is not going to be any different. On a on a football kind of uh, you know perspective. So you look at Kyler, and Kyler's one of those really unique guys in the NFL. Yeah who is just a freak athlete, yep. right? A dude who can, I mean, you talk about a basketball background, a guy who could probably go on and be a fantastic point guard in the yeah. NBA. But for the edge rushers in particular, when we look at Max and we look at Chandler out there doing their thing, what kind of challenges does a mobile quarterback like Kyler, a guy who can go out there and play that backyard football, a guy who yeah. can be creative and say, hey, we're going to figure it out nine seconds into the play. Like, right. what kind of challenge is that for a defensive line? It's, it's tough, but, I mean, typically when you game plan, you like to see what type of, 
how the quarterback likes to like evade the pocket, right? So sometimes you get guys that stay in the pocket, they feel like some pressure, and then they like to like roll out and like run outside of everybody. You see some guys like I would say like Lamar Jackson who likes to get up in there. Like you know if he sees it, he's just gonna get up in there instead of trying to get peripheral outside. Kyler Murray is the same way. He's shorter, right? So. A lot of the guys that's in coverage may not see him once he starts to scramble. So I'm sure the coaching staff has been telling Chandler, Max, and those guys like, hey, this is our containment package for him this week. If it's don't rush up the outside so he can't get inside or don't rush up you know, in the middle so he can get outside, um, they definitely have a strategy and a, a plan for that. I don't know what that plan is exactly, but they are thinking about that. In terms of like the emotional – aspect of tomorrow's game it's the home opener these fans have been waiting literally seven months now eight months to see the Raiders out there doing their thing for real the preseason energy here was incredible we heard from coach McDaniels we've heard from players that like this is not something that we're used to is seeing a a packed stadium fans going wild for the preseason I mean looking ahead to tomorrow like what do you anticipate from this environment and this fan base coming in week one or excuse me week two man you know I'm excited myself I might need to get uh, uh, Bob to give me a shoulder pad and some helmets (laughs) I know I'm going to be excited being down there tomorrow, too. I mean, it's it's the home opener. I mean, everybody's been waiting. Um, interesting season last year. Ended up at the playoffs. So, everybody's excited. Like, hey, we got a really good co- uh, coach in. Uh, we added some new pieces. A lot of good pieces. Um, so, everybody's excited to see the team, especially in that black and silver. It's a home game. We're going to be in that nice black and silver. We're going to be looking sweet. Um, it's going to be crazy, man. Like, I can't wait. I, this is my second time in the stadium, so like I just can't wait to be a part of it. Um, I know Raider Nation is going to be in there loud, going crazy, berserk. Got a good team coming in, and they're not going to expect nothing less than a W. And like I told you, like you obviously, we were both lucky enough to experience the Oakland Coliseum yeah. and everything that it brought. And I was telling you, man, like and you know better than I, like when we were in Oakland and we were playing on a game day, yeah. like there was no better party in the East Bay. No. This is a really nice party too. This is going to be the best party in Vegas tomorrow. 100%. Just a little, little fancier, a yep, little fancier yep, party. Yeah, yep. <laughs> fancy. We got Rolex watches. We ain't doing all that other stuff. It's going to be fun, man. Um, they did a great job with the Legion Stadium, um, being in there, seeing the wind club on the bottom floor, um, on the end zone. And just for me, it's not like a copycat stadium. Like there's a lot of stadiums that are like kind of copycat-ish. Um, and this stadium is like uniquely designed. It's beautiful, and then the Raider Nation faithful is inside, and it feels very Raiders. Yeah, doesn't it, it does. Like every like every yeah. small detail of that yeah. stadium just feels very Raiders. Yes, it's going to be blast. Well, speaking of things that are exciting tonight, before we get to the game, are we going to you to the fight tonight, Duffel? Are we oh, going to get you to the oh, to the big oh, uh, the big showdown here? Yeah, I'm at the fight tonight. Um, my man Saul, aka Canelo Alvarez, going against Triple G for the third fight. Um, a lot of animosity between those two. Uh, Triple G and a lot of fans alike think that Triple G won the first fight, lost the second fight. Canelo feels like that's a bunch of BS. He didn't win any fights. He's talking a lot of, like he's upset the way Triple G's talking in the media. I met Canelo this summer. I asked him about the fight. He had nothing positive to say about Triple G. <laughs> so I know he, and then he just came off a loss as well. Um, Triple G's a little older. I don't think his age is going to be a factor. Um... Canelo just lost a bivol trying to go up to light heavyweight. So I know he has a lot of stuff to prove as well. So I can't wait to watch this fight tonight. It's going to be a great fight. Well, before we get out of here, shameless plug, you're going to be joining us on the post-game show yep. tomorrow night from the Twitch Lounge, uh, the fifth quarter presented by Twitch. We're going to have Bryce in the mix. Like I said, we are so excited that you're going to be hanging out, yes, throughout, hanging out with us throughout the year. Yes, the first of, uh, first of many appearances for you, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So – 
Thank you for hanging out with us today on a Saturday, getting up nice and early. Big thank you to Bryce Butler. Big thank you to Al on the uh, on the ones and twos. Big shout out to our friends at Coors for letting us on this beautiful RV yet again. Uh, and we nice. make sure you tune in uh, fifth quarter with Bryce Butler tomorrow night. And we will catch you next week on our usual day for our next episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by Coors Light. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.